Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. that win Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Welcome back to Dream of Our Lives, your alternative podcast for off-the-cuff wit and analysis of the Euro 2020 Championships. Brought to you by Boyle Sports and in association with the Sports Social Network. In this episode, we will be covering the early games in the week from groups D, E, F and A, and vitally giving our previews for the games coming up later in the week and over the weekend. For which we welcome back our special guest, Scottish football experts from SM Media, Scott McPike, how are you doing, sir? I'm very well. Thanks very much for having me on, boys. It's a pleasure to be on, as always. Absolute. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming back because we need some Scotland analysis uh, for what's coming, up, what's coming up on Friday. Harry is also joining us with uh, analysis from his area. <laughs> <laughs> um, we must we must caveat the fact that um, we're recording this at half past six on Wednesday evening. So currently, Turkey are playing Wales, and the current score is one 0 still, chaps. Yeah, one now. Wales, Bales just missed a penalty. 
Bell's just missed a penalty. Yep, Sky that pretty much put his pitching wedge on here and it's went about five yards over the bar, so... Oh no, classic. Oh dear, what's he doing? Um, so yeah, just to, just to let you know, that you, you're already, you guys already know the score by the time this comes up on Friday morning, um, but Scott and Harry, feel free to interject with any breaking news um, just, from, <laughs> just, just literally for my benefit. Um, and that's it, because it's selfish like that. Okay, uh, also coming up at the show, we play another edition of Deal or No Deal featuring the Euro 2004 England squad and the Scotland squad from 1998. But it's time to review the week. And we always start when we do at the start of the week, which is with a Monday, a manic Monday. It was a good day for the former Soviet Union republics, such as Czechoslovakia, both individually won their games unexpectedly. And I actually got something right. I actually called Sweden and Spain to be a boring draw. And it was anything but boring, but it was a draw. Um, But there's only one place to start, really. And Scott, I made the joke earlier, but I'll say it again for the benefit of the listeners. You're probably shit to death of her hearing this. Um, but Scotland nil, Czech Republic two, the same group as England and Croatia. I watched it and I thought Scotland played very, very well. And I'm going to be honest with you, we'll come on to this later when we talk about England-Scotland preview. Um, but I'm, I'm scared for Friday. <laughs> Scotland played well to a degree, but I think the main difference between both teams was... Czech Republic and the striker who just took took a chance. Both the goals are excellent goals for a striker. Sure. The first goal was a brilliant header. Could more have been done with the cross? Yeah, probably could. Second goal, yeah, the goal is way too far off his line. And I'm not, I've said I've gotten into arguments with people about it. He's way too far off his line. He yeah. doesn't try, it doesn't try that shot, even if he's 10 yards back. I know this is the craze now. Uh, a goalkeeper's playing it, playing like defenders. He's way he's way too far. And by the time by the time that Henry takes the shot, Shaq's already thinking about it because he sees the opportunity. Brilliant finish, but should never be in that position. Scotland played well. Couple of couple of chances that I think I kept saying it. If Sheik was playing for Scotland, Sheik would have scored the chances. Do you know what I mean? It's just as it that kind of thing. But it's a Scotland thing of the, the traditional. I mean, I I was two years old when Scotland played at France '98, and I never that was my first experience at a major tournament and. I did get swept up in the buzz that everybody was was under because it was all morning. It was this you just hit seeing it all on social media, you were folking mm. driving by you with kilts on and things like that and <laughs> with the Scotland flags. It was there was a buzz, but now I thought that was a chance to get a, a result and go to Wembley with no pressure. Now you're chasing a result at Wembley because they need to get something for Wembley, in my opinion, because I think Croatia will beat the Czech Republic. Absolutely. Well, when England played Croatia, I said to Harry, it's a must-win game because yeah. I, I always knew sure. Scotland, Scotland was going to be a difficult game. We, you know, more than, in my opinion, we'll come on to it later, but it's going to be more than likely a draw. Um, so Croatia, for me, was a must-win game and we, we got that. But what, what's the opinion in Scotland of the current crop of players you've got and your expectations for the tournament? Uh, I th- there, was a lot of, there was a lot of expectations before this, this, getting into this game because... I, th- I really did think Scotland would win. Like I just had it in my head that Scotland were better than the Czech Republic. They beat them three times before this. They just uh, there's been arguments over the team selection and things like that. And I think it probably Steve Clark needs to set up differently going to Wembley. Che Adams came on at half time and looked amazing. They should have started the started to the the beginning. I think I don't think the I think the players played well enough to earn the kind of credibility but I think there was just a there's a, just that air of disappointment after that and I think there needs to I, I would personally would make about three or four changes for 
for Friday, I would certainly change the the right back. I would change the I would change a striker, change a midfielder. I would change a goalkeeper as well. I don't think he will, but I would change the goalkeeper. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, brave, that's a brave call because um, I thought Steve Clark was quite fond of Marshall. I know it was tight coming into the tournament. I think that's been the problem though. That is Steve Clark has kind of stuck with players who got them there. Mm, the likes yeah. of, we've seen the likes of Billy Gilmer. I'm not saying Billy Gilmer's been excellent and he's not played mo- well enough for Chelsea over the past couple of a months to say, right, he's going to start, he needs to start every game. He's, he's been in and out of the team. Mm. He's been in and out of the Chelsea team. He, does, he has probably the best best talent Scotland have, but it's a baptism of fire throwing him in for a game at Wembley. Patterson's the same at right back. I, I would personally go for maybe Forrester Fraser at right back and have that option, but yeah, I, can for sure. see, I can see there have been a couple of changes. I can't see there have been as many as I would pick, but I can see maybe two or three changes on Friday night. Absolutely. And, and uh, just finally, before we move to Harry, um, what do you think Scotland will get out of the group? I'm going to be optimistic and say I think Scotland could potentially beat Croatia, but it just depends on that Wembley result. If they get a point at Wembley, which I can't, I, as much as I think, I can't personally see it, but uh, it's against them now. I would love to say, yeah, they're going to, but it's just, it never goes well for Scotland, especially after losing the, after losing the first game. It's an uphill battle for you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking good at the moment. Um, Harry, I think we underrated Czech Republic to some degree. Not not just us England fans, but maybe the whole of the Euro fans. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, going in, you had a few people saying they could be a dark horse and I'm, st- I'm still not convinced they've shown enough. Uh, it was more tight than the scoreline suggests sort of thing. But I, to be honest, I, I just saw that second half of the uh, Czech Scotland game because I'd got home, whacked it on, just about saw the uh, goal, of, goal of the tournament for sure. Oh, and uh, for the rest of that sort of uh, part of the game. But uh, yeah, I think Scotland surprised me more because I, I was sort of writing them off, to be honest. And, you uh, weren't, were <laughs> I mean, I think, in the, I think if we go back to that open episode, I'm like, I'm scared of Scotland playing England, but I don't think they're going to get through. I think that was my initial thought. Um, but I think they looked better than uh, I gave them credit for. But yeah, the Czech, the Czech Republic, obviously... Uh, you know they're going to be full of confidence now, and if 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 they pick up points off Croatia, then who knows what happens in this group? Yeah, it's a good point actually, very good point. Okay, then let's move on to the next game that happened on Monday. That was Poland one, Slovakia two. Um, now this was a bit of a I don't mm. know what you call it a head turner, I guess, or we kind of span that span that group up a little bit. Um, I think uh, when we spoke earlier last time, Harry, you predicted Poland to easily beat yep. Slovakia. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> A red a red card played played a vital part, um, but Slovakia got the, got a couple of goals and uh, yeah. done really really well. Lewandowski, in my opinion, was completely missing. Um, I still think he's injured from the previous season. I just, he just completely looked completely off the pace. And the manager's Paolo Souza, who's by all means a bit shit. So have we have we overrated Poland? I I think we have. Yeah, very possibly. It didn't look convincing, did we? To be honest. And uh, Slovakia, I may maybe you know underrated Slovakia as well because uh, you know they definitely looked. It, it wasn't a game where you'd say, "Oh, they looked like it should have been Poland and Slovakia like, uh, snuck through." Like, they, they looked good enough to be beating them, really. 
for sure. Absolutely. I think Slovakia, they've got a few decent players and they can kind of, they've got that kind of solid team kind of robustness. Um, you know, a lot of those players played in the youth together as well. So you can kind of, that goes, take for granted sometimes. Um, but yeah, fair play Slovakia. I kind of, I kind of tip them to maybe get a, if maybe not runners up, but maybe get out of the group in the third place, kind of knock off. Sure. But uh, yeah, Scott, did you watch that match? What were your um, opinions? I some of yourselves, I thought, Levin, I thought Levin Dow, obviously Slovakia had done really well to win. I thought tactically they were bit, far better than Poland. I think the red card did change the game. Lewandowski just, you can see just the ta- there's very little talent around them who's, it's, I always go back to like, like, like even Wales under with Bale, like right, right now, I just think Bale's so much better than everybody else and it's hard to see, it's hard, but Lewandowski's making moves, you could see it. Lewandowski's making moves that the other players just couldn't see, and it was like. But I think, but I, I think Slovakia surprised me because I did think this group. I did think Slovakia would be potentially popping boys, but they're now getting the advantage. And the the play, I think they play Sweden next. Sweden were flat. I didn't think Sweden. Sweden didn't impress me at all. I thought they, they would potentially be a good, a good team getting into the tournament to maybe be a dark horse. But Slovakia, it's all Slovakia now. Slovakia have got the advantage. A point probably will. Against Sweden, they'll probably do them in the next to get into the next round. So it's Abs- absolutely, and let's move on to that final game from Monday: uh, Spain, Sweden. So when me and Harry did our first uh, analysis on Sunday, I boldly stated that Spain, Sweden would be a draw, and then I actually put a hundred pounds on Sweden to win at, at ten to one. Uh, which, if it wasn't for Marcus Berg not knowing what a football was, might have actually gone in. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> To many people, this was a shock. To me, Spain, they've not been doing too well in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, the team hasn't trained together for a few weeks because of the COVID uh, situation going on there. And as me and Harry said last time around, Sweden and every tournament they've ever qualified for have been very defensively sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but they lack up top and they lack creativity. It's like watching England uh, to some degree. Um, but they're very stubborn. Yeah. Spain had like, 77% possession in the end or something stupid like that. Um, what is Spain's problem, Scott? Uh, I think Spain's just, Spain's problem is they just, who's going to score their goals and I'm a huge fan of Marat, have been for years and I've, even when I was at Chelsea, I was thinking there's something there but I just think every chance he misses, you just see a, another bit of confidence just goes from him and I just think it's, I wouldn't have started Marat. I'd have played Moreno. I think he's been outstanding for uh, mm, Valerie Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I just, I mean, I, we all know what Spain are going to do. Spain are going to have have the ball, create chances. They need somebody to put them away. And I like the likes of Danny Olmore. He did actually look quite good. Ferran Torres is obviously, we, we know how well he's done at Man City, but they don't have that David Villa, Torres kind of figure who's just going to take advantage of the amazing opportunities that, that come away because Pedri, Pedri and Koke were, were doing that. Pedri and Koke were, were getting the ball to the strikers and giving them chances, but they just didn't take them. And I think that is it's as simple as that because I think they're sorted at the back. They've got their they've got the ability in midfield. It's just that final, final creative, final finish, as we say. It's just that they need to be more clinical. They need to take advantage of that possession. Absolutely. Um, and with with Spain already with a point and uh uh, Sweden has a point as well. Slovakia has the three. Could Spain possibly drop out, Harry? I mean, 
I, I think they probably still manage their way through, but it's very it's very likely, isn't it, at this point? Like they, they didn't inspire much confidence. And uh, I think that does come down to what Scott's saying. They just don't seem to have that finishing touch. And sometimes I think when you've had such a dominant uh, recent spell like they had a few, you know, a few, a few years ago, it takes a while for, you know, for the new team to finally click because you've got all that pressure of, you know, you, you speak to people that may not follow football in the way we do. You know, they're like, oh, I've got Spain in my sweepstake. I've got a really good chance or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I mean, they're not the Spain they used to be. And I think that pressure probably seeps, seeps through, you know? Yeah. Game Balaga said something quite interesting as well. He was doing an interview for BBC just before the game. And they asked him, they said, how how do you think that Spain team compares to the Spain, the, obviously the, the Del Bosque team? And he says exactly what, what we've all said. They've, just, they've not got that threat up front. But in Spain, this, the, they think this team's, like Luis Enrique thinks this team's better than the team of 2010. But I think there's a, it's probably like England as well to a degree. Because they've had success, they just feel it's going to come and come and come. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, Sure. Every team they've got is going to have it, and you need that. You need that centre forward. I think if they were, if Moreno, I think Moreno will start the next game because they do need to win that game. I think it's Poland, which will be quite an interesting game actually. Oh, but sure. if they get if they get fired, and I think Spain could be a team to watch, but they need to get a, they need to get taking their chances as quickly as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, moving on to Tuesday then, and a game that. Blew my mind. Um, Hungary nil, Portugal free. But uh, listeners, it wasn't all it seems because all three of those goals were scored after 84 minutes. It was nil nil up until that point. Hungary, I thought tactically, were actually pretty good up until then. But as soon as they let one in, it was like releasing the balls at Pamplona. Hungary's got overrun. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, always worth mentioning, isn't it? Gets 106 goals for Portugal, becomes the highest scorer ever. Uh, at the European Championships. His second goal in particular was, a, it was an absolutely class team goal. It was like something on FIFA. Um, uh, you kind of getting dicked on the ultimate team on, online against like, <laughs> kid, some kid who's like spent his mum's credit card money. I was saying, yeah, it's, it was one of those goals. It was it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but for me, I think this is going to be overlooked. And I mentioned it in the last podcast as well. I went to go and watch England, Portugal um, at the previous Euros in, the, in a friendly before the tournament. And the player that stuck out for me was Renato Sanchez. When he came on in this game, he changed the pace of the game. He was getting the ball from deep. He was taking on players, going past players, and feeding it into uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Bruno Fernandes, who would ultimately um, you know, make something happen. Um, but when Portugal did start firing, admittedly, it took 84 minutes. They looked bloody good. And they, yeah. you know, I'm glad I pulled them in my, in my work sweepstake. I'm glad, glad I pulled them out, you know. Um, they gave me a bit of hope. Uh, yeah, it's Scott. Can Portugal win it again? Oh yeah, I think they can. I think they've, as long as you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, then I think yeah, you kind of rule them out. But it's not just Ronaldo; they've they've got more talent than they did when they won it five years ago. Oh, Absolutely, Fernandez. We know what he's done. Diaz at the back. I thought Jota was. I thought Jota played really well, but just some of his chat, some of the the decision making they had was. Was poor. I think there was a couple of chances they could have squared it to Ronaldo and he took it on himself. But I th- I do think they're good enough to win it. I think I think they could potentially be the most talented team in this tournament. But it's what's going to happen in this group. I think this group could be. I don't think this group's anywhere near finished yet because I've I've gone to 
who my pre-tournament pick was at the, in the, the next the next game, but I think Portugal were good enough to win it. Will they win it? I don't know, but you kind of rule them out with Ronaldo in that team. And what is his record as well? Like it's just every time you every big game, he just does something brilliant. And we just seen there, like he scores a penalty, then scores that amazing finishes off that amazing build, and that's it. That's Portugal were three 0 up. They didn't deserve to win three 0 at all, but they took their chances. That's the difference between a great team that can win it and the likes of Spain who just don't have that threat up front. Portugal have got that match winner who's going to win them a game whenever they don't play well. Absolutely. And uh, Hungary had a goal disallowed as well before the, yeah. any of the goals of course and they were narrowly offside. But um, fair play to the Hungary as well because I don't think anyone was giving them a hope in hell in the group of death and they've done how very, good, very well. How good, how good was it to see a full stadium as well? <laughs> oh mate, yeah, it was great. I mean, I was a bit, it, it made me quite confused because I was like, well, what are the regulations in Hungary? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, was, I was a bit. I don't um, think there are any. Yeah, it was true. Are we going to see some figures? We're going to get the Hungary, Hungary variant over here soon, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, but is it their manager, um, is it Marco Rossi, um, used to manage Roma. So yes. they, they played quite attacking. Um, so it was, it, they've actually played some good football. Um, Harry, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I, I was gutted for Hungary, man, because. In our like uh, preview, we'd called you know they're dead in the water. They're not picking any up any points, and you know you you're you know you're ten minutes away from one point, if not snatching all three from Portugal. And uh, you know, as Scott says, big match. Ron turns up, and uh, that's it in it. Like that's the thing with like you 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 know you're throwing out names there. Like uh, that team is just unbelievable, but you, you just can't deny the fact that Ronaldo will just can just turn it on in a big in these big moments and he, and he's done it so many times and that's what makes them like just scary so like if they are having an off day a couple of players just need to you know make a change like put Sanchez on whatever it is and then the whole the whole dynamic changes and they look deadly for that but uh, really? but you say that, that that group is long long way from being over like it's going to be tasty isn't it very tasty indeed. Okay, uh, just before we move on to France, Germany, uh, Scott, quick question. Did you place any pre tournament bets? And are we allowed uh, to know what they were? Yeah, I put a <laughs> few on. I've, I've put actually too many on for more good, but I backed. <laughs> I, I, I can't backed, lose. Can't lose now. I backed Germany and Italy. They were my two teams at the start. One's going well. One's maybe. One was maybe just Germany in a tournament kind of thing. Like. Mm. But I'm I'm quite confident in Italy. I've got Lukaku Golden Boot. I think that's yeah, me too. I'd be very surprised if he's not if he's not in the mix because just again, just he's we know what he done this season for Inter Milan and he took he took advantage. Of, I thought I thought Belgium were actually I don't think Belgium played played well, but Lukaku just took his chances when he needed to, and I think that's the difference with them. But I think Belgium and our team will be crazy when De Bruyne is fully fit and Hazard's fully fit. Sure. And Absolutely. N- nothing really else. I've I've got a few group bets going, but again, it's all in it's all in these next games. It's I started well, but it can be going in the next 
next game, but I'm confident, confident my couple of my bets. Good stuff. Well, you'll be pleased to know I put North Macedonia to finish runners up in their group, and uh, that, I think that's dead in the water. Um, <laughs> fair play, but I did put uh, Lukaku uh, to goal scorer, I put France to win it, and a combined bet with France to win it. Lukaku top goal scorer was like 34 to one or something, so yeah, I put a five on that. Anyway, let's move on to the uh, probably the most impressive game of the week. Well, maybe not the most impressive, but the most anticipated game of the week. It is, of course, uh, France current World Cup holders to Germany. It was France 1, Germany 0. Now, before, um, partway through, I just want to get this out of the way first, because I found it hilarious. Um, partway through the game, a Greenpeace activist, did, it, did you guys see this? Yeah. A Greenpeace yeah. activist parachuted into the stadium with a fat, with a propeller on the back. I'm not sure what it's called. Like a, uh, propelled it like that guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> in the boxing match the fan man um, if you get the reference fair play yeah. <laughs> when Mo lifts Homer out are you an angel uh, yeah right anyway um, yeah so a Greenpeace activist uh, with a parachute and a fan uh, came down at the Greenpeace um, banner on, on, the, on the parachute protesting against the VW emissions uh, from a few years ago quite rightly so it was a good it was a good um, statement to make I guess but as with all green police protests, they always go embarrassingly wrong. I mean, like they just get like hosed down by the police or something, <laughs> something just something just goes wrong, doesn't it? In quite embarrassing circumstances. And this was no different. So the parachute has crashed into the glide cam wires in the stadium. His propeller nearly hits the crowd. Like he was very close to like giving people a haircut on like the second tier. And then a piece of equipment fell off his propeller and nearly hit Didier Deschamps in the face. He had to duck under the substitute bench. Then if you saw that. And then the activist broke his ankle when he landed and had to be helped up by Anthony Rudiger. It was, it was uh, well, what, 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 a, what a start to the France-Germany game we all anticipated. But were we really anticipating that? Probably not. Um, but, you know, fair play. Um, an absolutely dominant game from France, maybe in the first half. The second half, mm-hmm. as Scott alluded to earlier, maybe Germany have got something to give, but we're not quite sure what that is yet. Um Matt Summers, I think, played very well. Obviously, made scored the end goal, but I think uh, in a second second half performance, made up for it. Generally, looked still very solid and good at the back and in the midfield. They lacked creativity. Again, no one up top really to finish them off. Similar problem to Spain in many ways. Yeah, sure. um, I've got France to win it. Harry, talk me through this game briefly. Um, what were your thoughts? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much what we've just said. Really, it was watching it, and uh, I was actually quite impressed with how Germany uh, responded and uh, obviously you got a lot of talk about Germany not being the team they once were and things but I thought they actually impressed and I'll be quite uh, interested to see how they move forward um, but I do think they are a bit like you're saying with Spain they are a team it's just it's just something missing they just need it's like they, 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 they lack a player that's going to create uh, essentially or or they have them but they, they, in the system it's not working Um France, yeah, first half looked dominant. It looked like a team that, you know, everyone was saying we're going to win, but I'm not 100% convinced after, like, because I think it's, you're going to have to wait to see how Germany do in other games. Because if, yeah. uh, if Germany start beating teams impressively, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, no, France did really well. But uh, if Germany sort of just don't turn up for the rest of the tournament, you, you, you're going to have to question how good France really are. But um, I think it's unfortunate it was an own goal as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I actually, that game I enjoyed thoroughly. Yeah, I thought that was a really good, well-fought game. 
Absolutely. It was great. It was a great watch. It was end-to-end. France dropped off uh, about an hour in. But I think one thing that stood out to me is that they moved Kante, who had a good game as well, to be fair. Just He was everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah, for and sure. So, uh, Ali McCoy said uh, 70% of the world's covering water. <laughs> the rest of it is covered by N'Golo Kante. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he looks absolutely brilliant. Um, yes, Scott, what, what did you make of this? I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good game. I thought it was more two real two defense two teams who just defended well. Mm. Germany, I think, I've got the exact same problem Spain have, and that was that was maybe why I was maybe hesitant to back them. I did back them just because I thought they've got all this talent. They've got Sané, Gnabry, Kimmich. I think a, a massively underrated player. Cruz, Havertz, Werner as well. I just thought they they've got all this talent. Can they can they kind of coexist? And I thought there was something. It's love last tournament. Something I've just got something about a feeling about that Germany team, but they just didn't didn't take their chances. They played well, but that France team is scary at times. Just how oh, yeah. see the disall- see the goal that get disallowed. If that goal would been the goal, yeah. that would have been the goal. That would have been a better goal than shit than Sheik's. Just how <laughs> it was. A Pogba had a great game as well. I had a something about Paul Pogba where he puts that France top on and he's like, right, I'm the best player in the world. Mm, and he feels absolutely. it. And I don't know why. I don't. I think that's a frustrating thing for my United fans. I've got a couple of mates who are my United fans and they're texting me during the game going, what is it? Why is Pogba playing, <laughs> playing like this? I'm, is it because Canty's there doing doing the work? Is it because... Like, I know you can't build that. I know you can't build a team around one guy, but if that's what Man United need, then go and find somebody like Canty. I know that can Akante is a very, very rare player to come across, but if you're going to get the best out of Pogba, then you need to find somebody who's going to do that. Absolutely, I think someone I like... Was, uh, I thought he was amazing. I thought he was my man of the match, actually. Yeah, I did too, to be fair. Oh, Griezmann, was, we got a quick shout out for he him. Was he was, he was sensational. Yeah. He was here, there and everywhere. His defensive duties were just insane. Yeah. Any, cor- any corner Germany had, he got away quite quickly. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Manchester United should be able to someone like uh, Ndidi or Yuri Tillemans. Yeah, or, uh, something any, any, that, yeah. Any other Leicester player. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there we go, there we go. Uh, okay, very, very quickly, Scott, then, in, in a few seconds, just tell us what happened between uh, Finland and Russia earlier today. Uh, it was a pretty even game, actually. Russia get the win through, a, it was a good goal from Aranchuk. Finland had a goal disallowed really early on, which I th- it was offside by literally a fingernail. But it was obviously ruled out with VAR, but Finland, I think Finland have exceeded my expectations already. I know we can we can say they won that game because of what happened with, with Denmark. And yeah, maybe that's the case. I thought Denmark played well up until obviously what happened. But mm. Finland, they've got a win. All they need is a point. Probably and they're going to go through. Like, but Russia, Golovin and Maranchuk, I think, are their main threats. So they just they, they, those two were were really some of their play was really really good. I don't think this Russia team's brilliant, but I think if they've got them too, I think they're going to at least have some sort of creative threat. And that was basically that. Obviously, with Finland, Rangers, Glenn Camaro's playing, who again had an excellent game. Rangers will struggle to keep a hold of him if he plays like that because he's standing yeah. out like a sore thumb. And it's Russia, Russia probably just deserved to win, but pretty, pretty even game. Both teams deserve, both teams probably deserve something out of it, but Russia were. Russia played well and they took their chances it just went to in our Wales actually it's, oh that's good I was, just, I was literally just about to ask you about that so it's 2-0 to Wales who got the second goal yeah, I think it's Kiefer Moore Kiefer Moore born yeah. in Torquay 
which is where I'm from. I'm currently uh, <laughs> recording this. Uh, yeah, let's not forget that. So one twelfth of the uh, Welsh score that is technically from Devon. Uh, okay, my mistake, my mistake. It was Connor Roberts. Ah, oh, fucking Connor Roberts. <laughs> ruined, <laughs> ruined my statement. But there we are. It's okay. So that's Turkey Wales. Yeah, well, he might be. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it was all Bale again. Just a brilliant Bale to the corner. Bale got the pass for the corner and just ran along the byline, played the pass in two 0 Brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. We were all, everyone was talking about Turkey's dark horses before the tournament. I'm not sure if you were the same, Scott. But we, uh, we, I, I, I think I was, yeah, we we were being we were being made to look like fools now, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's very move it. What we're going to do now is uh, move on to the previews of the games ahead, uh, including Italy, Switzerland. Um, so what I'm going to ask you, chaps, is just a quick scoreline from each of the games. And the one we'll delve deeper into is, of course, England v Scotland at 8 o'clock on Friday at Wembley Stadium. So very quickly, Harry, Italy, Switzerland, score, please. I feel like it's going to be like 2-0 Italy again. Yep, and Scott? Yeah, 2-0 Italy. Okay, I'm going to go... One nil Italy. I think Switzerland are very stubborn. Uh, Denmark, Belgium, Harry. This could be a hatful, can it? The way if Denmark is still being affected very well. So I'm going to project a three nil Belgium win. Okay, and Scott. I think we can all agree. I think we all want Denmark to win. Oh, I'd love it. But I, I can see them getting a draw. I think that Denmark team's really good. But again, and I know we're we're going to get into. Get, get into things but although Ericsson although we're absolutely amazing the news about Ericsson he's a massive match to that Denmark team yeah absolutely not the yeah. same team when he's not in it so I'll go a draw I think Denmark can maybe get something and then beat Russia and go through fair enough I'm, it. yeah it would be amazing um, I'm going to go 2-0 Belgium uh, Ukraine Macedonia Harry uh, the game we're all could, in this tournament for yeah this, this, could, this could be a draw but uh I reckon Ukraine might just sneak it with a 1-0 or something like that. Yeah, they played surprisingly well the other night, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, Shevchenko is the manager, so anything could happen. He might even sub himself on. Uh, Scott, go on. What's, uh, what's happening uh, in Ukraine? I think it'll be 2-1 Ukraine. I think Macedonia actually played pretty decent against yeah. Austria, but Ukraine did play well against Holland and were really unlucky not to get something from that not game. Sure. So I think, I think Ukraine will win 2-1. Yeah, I agree as well, actually. I agree with that scoreline. Netherlands-Austria is going to be a tricky one because I, I just don't know yeah. which way this one's going to swing because Netherlands done well, but they concede. Austria scored the most goals they've ever scored. In fact, this is the first time they won the game ever, wasn't it, against Ukraine when they played? I can't, I don't know which this, one, this is going. There's going to be goals. Maybe two all. Two all would be a good bet, probably, uh, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll take you in that. I think, yeah, I think, I think it could be a, a game like that. Excellent stuff. Cool. Cool. Um, Okay, the other group, uh, the other group in uh, England, Scotland's uh, group, the other game, sorry, Croatia and Czech Republic. It's a confusing one for me because I didn't expect Czech Republic to put out the performance they did. Croatia again, they were kind of silenced by England, but do we really know how good they are? Not really. Um, very quickly, a scoreline, Harry. It's a hard one. I think maybe Croatia are gonna sneak it. Maybe like two one. Scott one 0 Croatia. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, Sweden, Slovakia, Harry. <sighs> wow, Sweden are going to be stubborn again, but uh, <coughs> it's a hard one to call with how Slovakia uh, played. So I'm, I'm gonna, let's go for a draw, 1 1. Okay, okay, and Scott? 2 1 Sweden. And I'm going to give you a goal scorer. I think Alexander Isaac will score. That's a good shout. I'm going to put a five pound on that. 
um, this will be an interesting. You spoke about this being an interesting game earlier. Spain against Poland, Scott. What do you reckon? Two 0 Spain. I think Moreno. Right. I think Moreno double. It's good, Harry. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think that could happen, but it's a hard one, isn't it? It could go either way. I feel, but uh, mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to be Spain, and uh, yeah, let's let's stick with two 0 Yeah, same here, same here. And uh, Hungary, France. It's only going one way, surely. France. Yeah, Hungary winning four 0 are No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Three one, one France. I'll give Hungary a goal, but I think the I'm going to say I'm going to say France will win this comfortably. Yeah, I'm going to say France three 0 Absolutely, absolutely. Um, another interesting game: Portugal Germany. Scott, is your team are going to make it to the final, or is it my uh, team? I think Germany. I think I'm going to say Germany here. Probably optimism because of my bet, but two one Germany. I'm going to go for a draw. Anyway. I'd love to see Germany win. Uh, just to keep this group extra, like extra special. But uh, yeah, I think draw is more likely. But let's yeah, let's go for it. Let's let's say Germany win one 0 Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a one-all draw in that one. Italy Wales. Surely it's a foregone conclusion. Italy have got to be dominating here. Yeah, yeah. probably. I think that will win. I think that will win all, all three of the group games. Yeah, I think Italy will win. Quite and finally, Switzerland Turkey on Sunday. Turkey. You reckon? I'm going to go. Lose, I'm going to go for Turkey. I just have. I don't think I wasn't overly impressed with Switzerland all day against Wales, and I think that's Turkey can better than what they've shown. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know Turkey were in the US. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, T- Turkey. Uh, they got nothing to lose either, so they're going to be a dangerous side, right? But um, true. Yeah. But, I want Turkey. I want Turkey to win it just so we can say, "Well, there was flashes of them being the dark horse." We we promised. So let's go for Turkey. Uh, that'd be interesting. Actually. It'd be quite funny. Okay, here we go. Here we are. It's a bit you're all waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home. And uh, it, it's Scotland, England. This is a big game for Scotland on Friday, eight o'clock, Wembley. They were somewhat unlucky. They played well. They had potential against Czech Republic on Monday. England, I'm still unconvinced. It was 1-0 against Croatia. We controlled the game, but it was only 1-0. The oldest rivalry in international history going back to 1872. What's going to happen? Scott, um, would you like to kick us off? Uh, I will say England will win. I think England will win 2-0. I would love to be optimistic and say Scotland are going to win the game or Go for go for it. I just don't see it. What what scares me about this England team, right? And I'm not I'm not getting into this thing that England are. I think England have the talent to go to go really far in this tournament. Grealish, Foden, Mount, Kane, Sterling. I could name them all. Bellingham, Sancho. They've got so much talent. I think what will happen here is sub Scotland will defend for 50, 60 minutes. Something a bit of genius like we saw. I know we've seen it maybe 50, 60 times in the past few days. The Gaza's goal, something like that, will win the game. And I think it'll be somebody like Foden or Grealish. Mm. And I think it'll be, I think the game will finish 2 0. I think, I think England will win. I can't see, I can't see Scotland getting anything from it. I think England will be too strong. They've got too many attacking options. I think, Scott, I think England are good enough to, I think England are good enough to go, go far in this tournament. Will they? Another question, but they've got the talent to, to go far. I think they'll sure. win. I think For they'll win sure. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to purposely watch the game on uh, BBC One rather than BBC One HD, so it feels like 96 all over again. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, okay, quick quick question for you, Scott, then. So from, from a Scotland fan's perspective, what worries you about this England team? Just a talent. And I said that the other day when I was I watched England game, I watched England Croatia game. The England didn't play well. I thought it was a actual. When I heard the team, I thought it was actually a stroke of genius to play Trippier at left back, and I'm going to explain why. Harry said thought, the same thing. I thought Mings had an excellent game. Once I thought Mings was brilliant on Sunday because I think Trippier took him through it. Sean Shelwell were probably going through the same thing as Mings was. I never played in a game like that before. I think Trippier played brilliant as well. I don't, I don't see Trippier playing at left back on Sunday. I think he'll play Friday. Sorry, I think he'll play probably Shaw. Phillips had a really good game as well. I know there was talk about are you wasting an attacking option? Have been rising Phillips. I thought they both played really well. I, would, I think both them will still start. Foden, I thought played well. I, I would have filled Foden in any team. I, I think he's world class. I probably play. I probably maybe drop Mount, and I don't think. I don't know why I think that, but Foden would play, Sterling, Rashford, Kane would be would be my front three, and you've got the likes of Mount to come off the bench, Sancho. I just think there's, there's too much attacking options, and I think Grealish, some, there's something about Jack Grealish, I think he's way too good to be playing for Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah. And I think, he, I think he's being saved to come on and do something special on Friday night. But it's just I... that attacking options. I don't think Scotland are good enough especially that right side. If they play Stephen O'Donnell, I think that right-hand side could be, is a massive concern for Scotland. And, and what's, what's uh, Scotland's biggest strength and biggest weakness, do you think? What, what can England exploit from Scotland at the moment? Probably that right-hand side. I, I think that right-hand side is a massive concern for me. Scotland's biggest strength is the fact they've got, they've got good midfielders as well. John McGinn's an excellent player. Scott McTominay, as well, they were both a bit quiet on Monday, but they've got the talent. Scotland, it's just if they can get it all together. If they, if they get a point out of this, it's a brilliant, brilliant point to get. I'd take a draw right now, but I just don't see it. I just don't see anything other than England win here. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I'll tell you how I, I think it's going to go before we move on to Harry. Um, I think it will be a draw. I think the occasion will make it a draw, if that makes sense. I think um, the players will be. Just bang up for it from a, from the Scotland perspective, um, and I saw glimpses against the Czech Republic, and, and I think Mings is only so he's quite volatile. He's like he's like cryptocurrency. He's kind of all over the place. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's you know a bit shit. And he, I, I wouldn't invest my money in him. Put it that way. Um, we did lack a little bit of creativity towards the end against Croatia. And Kane hasn't found his firing boots yet. I know it's only been one game, but he looks far off the mark. Um, I do agree with you. Maybe drop Mount, but what Mount offers are set pieces. He nearly saw the free kick. Um, And he can find Kane uh, more so than Grealish or Foden. Um, Yeah, Phillips, I didn't rate until I saw him play on Sunday. It shows you what else he can do as well. It shows you what else he can do as well because we're thinking that... with him at Leeds, like he's, he's he's a defensive midfielder. He got for he obviously got forward for the goal, but there was a, there was wee glimpses of him going forward, and they looked really really good actually. Yeah, think, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's actually underrated. Mm, I agree. I think Shaw will probably start as well rather than Trippier, and he can just channel things. Shaw and Rashford on the left hand side. The place gave it that way at United. 
Um, I know it hasn't been great for United this season, but maybe for England, that pace will be useful. I think it'll be a well-on draw. That's the way I think it's going to go. Harry, very quickly, conscious of time. Yeah. But, um, what do you reckon is going to happen? Yeah, so uh, my football in head tells me England are going to win it, right? But I've got that fear, that fear that Scotland are going to be up for it. Scotland are going to really want this game. And uh, if any of the players have that, if any of England players have that fear as well, then oh god, we <laughs> could be awful. But but I imagine you know they're professional footballers. They're going to be drilled. They're going to know that Scotland are going to come come for them and really want it. So hopefully, uh, you know they they just stick to their game plan and win. And I think I don't think it'll be anything massive. I think it might be a one two nil sort of win and I think Scott was right where it could be quite a tense affair for like 60 minutes and then you just break that you know bring on like Jack and uh, Grealish and he just unlocks something and then all of a sudden you know we're looking good again but um, yeah so I'm going I'm going for an England win but I'm this is to me this is the scariest game of the tournament <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough well for me yeah I agree anyway thanks for your insights chaps over the previews and the reviews from the games earlier in the week. It's time to move on to our first quiz of the podcast. Actually, it's the only quiz we do now, isn't it? Because we've got the uh, what's new yeah. coming up. Okay, the only quiz of the pod. Sorry, it's deal or no deal. Regular listeners of Team of Our Lives are Naughty's podcast. We do. Well, no deal or no deal is a transfer game when you have to try and remember if these transfers actually happened or not. But in the Euro 2020 Championship version, we're going back to yesteryear to look at international teams from the past. Can Harry and Scott remember who made the England or Scotland squad from 2004 and 1998? You've got five players each, chaps. Three of them, or maybe more than that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe may have made the squad or not. But uh, here we go. Um, so it's best out of five. Harry, Euro 2004. Yeah. Number one, did Paul Scholes make the squad in 2004? Deal or no deal? Oh, did he make the 23 man? Is this one of these things where he retired? Isn't it? Um, he's got to have any deal, correct? He did. Yeah. Many people think he uh, <laughs> retired internationally a lot earlier. He did not. Number two, Ian Walker, goalkeeper, did he make the squad? That's, that sounds like it would be a spin thing to do, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Deal or no deal? No deal. It's a deal. He made it as third oh, choice. Of course he did. Of course he did. I think someone else was injured. Um, but yeah, he made it. Number three, Nicky Butt. Deal or no deal? I mean, again, it sounds like it, it really could be. Uh, it spent, uh, yeah, it's a deal, isn't it? Surely. Deal. Number four, Scott Parker. Did he Ooh. make it to two euros 2004? Deal or no 2004. deal? 2004. So I know there's three. So if I knew the other one was, I might, I might be a bit more confident. Um, I'm going to say deal. No, he did not. Uh, no, he okay. did not. And finally, number one. five. Deal or no deal? Did Stuart Downing make the Euro 2004 squad? Well, if three of them did, then he has to, doesn't he? So <laughs> it's a deal. No deal. Oh. It was Paul Scholes, Ian Walker and Nicky Butt made the squad. Oh. 
So you've yeah. got yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, just got two, and you got two. I was, two. I was I didn't do my maths right there. You see, <laughs> I was just like, Easy. yeah, dear. Aren't, you a, aren't you a teacher? Not, 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 not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've got to learn your time tables first, and then you, know, you can yeah, yeah. teach him next. That's how it works. I keep failing I mean, like, the time table bit. That's what it is. <laughs> two <laughs> times two equals seven. Frank Lampard. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Excellent stuff. Okay, Scott, the World Cup 1998, the last time Scotland qualified for an international tournament. You've got to beat two out of five. Um, I think he was an expert last time, I seem to remember. Okay, number one, did Jackie Mac- McNamara make the Scotland squad in 1998? Deal or no deal? Yeah, it was a deal with yeah. Number two, Ali McCoyst, did he make the 98 World Cup squad? Deal or no deal? No, and he, he should have, but no, he didn't, and no deal. Fair play, two out of two. He's rattling through these. Uh, number three, Billy Dodds. Did he make the squad? No, he didn't. No deal. C- correct again. Uh, Colin Calderwood. Did he make the squad? Yep, played all three games. I think. I think he did. Yeah, and David Weir finally. Yeah, that because he played the past. He did five out of five. I feel like, I feel a bit bad about that because we've just we've finished a podcast the past couple of weeks where we went through the Scotland France '98 World Cup squad. Oh, so okay, I've got enough. it in my mind. So. I was thinking about my head when I was reading those out. I was thinking, well, Scotland, last time they qualified was 98. You haven't got as many tournaments to try and think about. Uh, to like, yeah. yeah. So Harry was at a massive disadvantage then. I apologise. Um, but that was deal, <laughs> deal or no deal. How did you get on at home? Please let us know in the, uh, in, in the comments or by pitching. Either way. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Well, we've introduced a new finale uh, to the podcast. What's in your panini? Uh, this is, of course, uh, referring to the Euro 2020 sticker book collection. Of course, always done by panini and no one else. Myself, Harry and Scott will blindly open a sealed packet and reveal to the world for the first time what stickers we have. Whoever has the best player wins. Now, Harry is actually winning... Four points to one. Is that right? Is it four one? I think it is. Harry, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Four one. Uh, so we're not going to carry on minor Harry's rivalry for now. We're just going to do this for fun. Um, Harry, would you like to open your packet and go first? And I want I want to hear right. the rip in the microphone. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. I'll do. Yep, I did. I'm going to do mine. Put your put your cards flat out backwards. There we go. There's the rip. I'm going to put my stickers down face first so we cannot see them and then we'll reveal them one by one. I'll do Scott's pack as well. I was hopeless last time, Scott. There we go. There's the rip of Scott's pack. I was absolutely... Harry got like Belgium. You got... Your first sticker was Rabiot, wasn't it? And mine was some Finnish guy I've never heard of. It's quite <laughs> uh, so Scott's card are down as well. Uh, Harry, who have you got first? All right, let's have a look. Oh, we've got number one. It is just for Euro. Shining Euro. Euro I don't know. Okay, I don't know how we're going to judge this. It's just the it's Euro. It's for number match. one. It's the first sticker. <laughs> okay, we'll judge that quite highly as it's the actual logo. You've got every yeah. single team. Okay, I have Eric Garcia. Not bad. The man, the Manchester City defender. I'll take that. I'll take that. Scott. Moment of truth. Oh, Gustav Svensson, the Swedish midfielder. 
Not bad. Um, what do you reckon, chaps? Who wins that? Eric Garcia, Sven uh, Simpson. I think that's Harry's all day long. Yeah, I think uh, Harry it's wins shiny. that too. It's a shiny. <laughs> it's true. It's true. One deal to Harry. Uh, next up, Harry. All right. Oh, this, this is awful. I've got the number five uh, sticker and it just says sign for an equal game. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No. Is it shiny? It's, it is. It's a respect, I think. I think it's there, like... Oh, screw that. Respect, I think. It's got a little <laughs> QR code on it for you to scan, take you to a website. Oh, it's, it's not do that. <laughs> if it was like hardcore porn, it took me to... Oh, that'd be nice. Okay, I've pulled... Newcastle centre back Fabian Shah for Switzerland. Not a good pull. Not a good pull. Better than that, but not not a good pull. Uh, Scott. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's run away with it, ladies and gentlemen. He's run away with it. It's probably one of the best midfielders in the world. It's Kevin De Bruyne. Very good. Yeah, oh, how's he? You've literally. That's my, tried. That's my round. That's your round. It's uh, one one nil. Okay, Harry, once again, who have you got? All right, let's have a look. So we have Belgium player Jeremy Duke. Thank you, Duke. Not bad, yeah, right winger. Not bad at all. Not bad. I've called a hungry player uh, Barnabas Beze. So uh, Harry's winning so far. And Scott, you've pulled, oh my, he's done it again. (laughs) <laughs> he's done it what where am I why are I pulling these cards I needed these for next week uh, it's Antoine Griezmann World Cup yeah. winner and uh, yeah. what a De Bruyne yeah. and Griezmann and Svensson what <laughs> a pack you pack those <laughs> you pack those right Harry who's you got next 2-1-0 right, to score oh, so he's winning Tony Tony Cruz nah, that's, that's a very good that's good that is good World Cup winner I've got a double one uh, oh. I'm going to choose Dejan Lovren was the best out of that one. Scott's also got a double, so you've got a, you've got a choice out of um, Slovakian players, uh, Juraj Kucha or Patrick Horovsky. I think I'll go for Kucha. Kucha, yeah, no worries. I think, I think, yeah, I think, Harry, I think Harry's Kucha, yeah. So it's 2-2-0, I still haven't got a win. <laughs> uh, Harry, last card. Last one. Ollie's favourite player. Tyrone Mings. Oh, Ooh. no. Not bad, though. It's going to be mine, which is a choice out of Stanislas Lobokta or Robert Mack. What a shit pack that was. The, Slo- <laughs> the, the Slovakians. What a shit pack. So it's between Harry and Scott. Can he beat Tyrone Mings? It's two all. Uh, and it's Wales midfielder, Chris Meppham. Uh, Tyrone Mings, I think. Uh, who went, who went for more? Who went for more money? Who went for more money in the Premier League? I think it was Mings. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, I'm going to go behind Mings. Wins that, yeah. Harry wins three to nil. But I think Scott, if it's any consolation, you got De Bruyne and, uh, uh, and, and Griezmann. Yeah, I take that pack. Fair play, fair play. My sticks. Oh, you pack those. That was so, awful. <laughs> I, uh, I scanned the QR code on this sign for an equal game, and it's just a petition about getting discrimination out of uh, football so you can literally scan it and sign the petition. Okay, but that seems a bit weird that they're going to put that in a potluck kind of lottery that you've got to, you've got to, <laughs> yeah. you've got to actually like, yeah. well, only a few people can sign it because you've got to get yeah, it yeah. in the sticker album. That is a bit, that's surely you just put one of those in every pack if you, anyway, long story, two, not enough time. Uh, quick roundup, what was the score in the Wales-Turkey game? What was the final score? Uh, just finished 2-0. 
Just finished 2-0. Lovely stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks again for joining us on the uh, Euro 2020 spin-off podcast. Dream of a Lion is brought to you by Sports Social Network and, of course, Boyle Sports. Enjoy the game on Friday between England and Scotland. We'll be doing a show on Sunday nights uh, for Monday morning. Thanks again to Scott for joining us. You can find him. for having me. Where can they find you? SM Media? Or SM Media. Yep, every, every platform you can think of. We're on that. YouTube, Twitter, the whole shebang. SM Media. That's the place to find us. Excellent stuff. They can find Harry on the streets of Portsmouth eating a kebab and some beer. <laughs> and uh, they'll find me stuck on a kayak in the Bay of Torbay. Uh, until next time, sayonara. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.